0: Good evening, good evening, good evening. This is Humble Dame coming to you on this beautiful, beautiful Friday night. Um, I'm just going to speak to you guys today about a particular subject that has been kind of touching me today. And it is the power of silence. Um, And I'm going to refer to it in the context of silent film. So I'm going to be reading an excerpt from Wikipedia to explain what silent films are. Okay so it says a silent film is a film with no synchronized recorded sound and in particular no audible dialogue in silent films for entertainment the plot may be conveyed by the use of title cards written indications of the plot and key dialogue lines the idea of combining motion pictures with recorded sound is nearly as old as film itself but because of the technical challenges involved the introduction of synchronized dialogue became practical only in the late 1920s with the perfection of the Audion amplifier tube and the advent of the Vidaphone system. The term silent film is something of a misnomer, as these films were almost always accompanied with live sounds during the silent era. That existed from the mid 1890s to the late 1920s a pianist theater organist or even in large cities a small orchestra would often play music to accompany the films the pianist and organist would play either from sheet music or improvisation sometimes a person would even narrate the intertitle cards for the audience though at the time The technology to synchronize sound with the video did not exist. Music was seen as an essential part of the viewing experience. So I just wanted to talk about uh, how sometimes in some seasons, life can be like a silent film. Although we live in this age and in this era of booming technology, that uh, everything is electric and technical, I like the idea that sometimes life can be like a silent film. And I like the fact that in the silence you can hear the music. And so that's why I wanted to tie that in, the power of silence, in with the silent films. Since I have a love of cinema, that my father and that my mother has taught me the love. And so I believe that as we begin to get more and more silent, that we'll be able to hear more of the music of life, the music of the moment. And I am learning this today, even in my parenting. I'm trying to learn this where it says, A Quiet Answer Turn of Away wrath. Um, but uh, harsh words stir up of anger. I'm working on the last part because I am from the inner city, born and raised from Detroit, where we have some smart, sharp mouths. And so as God is removing that out of me, as I I am parenting five children, and he is preparing my heart to be a wife whenever he sees fit, one of the things that I know that he wants me to learn is silence. Silence. Uh, Being a poetry lover and reciting poetry from the age of five, being an oratorical contest, I mean arguing and and cussing out and being a cheerleader and and being in speech class and being in manage, management uh, positions in work has always taught me to talk. But for some reason, yesterday and today, I just been have been kind of silent. I've just been kind of observing, and I've been able to notice something different. Um. Good and bad, I've noticed some facial expressions on one of my children when I was being silent and looking at one of my children to see, uh, what does that facial expression mean? Sometimes when we're talking and nagging and fussing the children, uh, we can't really see what their body language and facial expressions mean. So I've been teaching my my children about posture and about uh, facial expressions. Uh, facial expressions can convey a lot, and that ties into the t- uh, silent film. Uh, there was an actor a famous actor in the silent film era by the name of Charlie Chapman. And he was very, very expressive with his facial expressions. He even had a a cute little mustache so people would be able to understand what he was trying to convey without even speaking. So as I've been watching my children and disciplining them with their posture and their facial expressions, it is just kind of mirrored back to me my own. I want my posture, and my facial expressions to be pleasing. Of course, I want to be able to have a quiet answer to turn away wrath, not to inflame it. And I sometimes get it right and I sometimes don't get it right. So it's like a battle uh, on the inside of this inner city me versus this suburbanite silent me. And uh, it's difficult and frustrating at times, but it's also a wonderful learning experience because I'm learning more and more about myself. And uh, in the silence and just watching and observing, I am learning a lot. Okay, so I just wanted to tie in the silent film with the power of of silence as well as a beautiful scripture that I found. Let me see if I can find it. Of course, uh, this is Proverbs chapter 17, verse 28. Even a fool, when he keeps silent, is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is considered prudent. So uh, I'm not calling myself a fool, but I can have foolish behavior at times in my parenthood, in my my motherhood, in my womanhood. And uh, I don't want to be a foolish woman. I want to be a wise woman. And of course, we know that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And sometimes fearing of the Lord, which is in reverence, is to be silent before him. So that's kind of teaching me that. And I I want to be able to get to the point where I can have a quiet answer that would turn away wrath. Um, as I am learning on this submissive journey yesterday, I spoke about honoring authority and a part of honoring authority, which I had no idea had that many dimensions. And it it said, give prayers and petitions and entreaties. And then it said Thanksgiving, which I've never been taught that to give Thanksgiving uh, or the importance of it or why we would have to do that. Um, I was just like told just to blindly, like pay attention, blindly listening, you disobedient. But sometimes when you have a person that likes to think and ponder on things, it's best to explain it to them. And so I was grateful that I stumbled upon that. The, the next part of that text says, so that you may live a tranquil and quiet life. A tranquil and quiet life. I believe that's what we're all seeking. Uh, whether you're a believer or not, whatever your religion, race, uh, sexual preference, uh, whatever your uh, social class is, uh, whether you're popular or a pariah, uh, whatever whatever your marital status is, single or married, I believe that we all want to have a tranquil and quiet life. Even the loudest of us, because I used to be quite loud, and I'm starting to get more quiet the more kids I have, because I do so much speaking throughout the day and instructing and and uh, reprimanding to the point where I believe that not only that God blessed me with five kids so that he knew that I can handle to raise them through him, he also gave me five kids to shut me up because I am literally sick of talking, and not in the sense where it's a bitter sense, it's I'm starting to enjoy the silence, and so it's kind of new to me, because I am such a talker, and so I have found out that cracking open the dimension of the text of honoring authority, is said all those in authority, like Daniel honored Nebuchadnezzar, some might consider Nebuchadnezzar had a little bit of a problem, you know, mentally, but he was, lo and behold, he was in authority, so He had to honor him. He had to respect him. Uh, Let me see another king. Hmm. Ahab. Ahab was a king. He had to be honored in authority. Um, The Pharaoh, when Joseph was in Pharaoh's house, he had to honor the Pharaoh. They didn't share the same religious uh, beliefs. They probably didn't share the same dress or the same diet or anything, like or the social class. Because Joseph was a, a, a slave or considered a servant. But he found favor in Pharaoh's sight from the way that he served. And so uh, I pull from those examples, and you don't see a lot of talking from David. You just hear about him serving. So as I am submitting and learning how to submit and learning how to honor authority properly, I can see the benefits in it because it does lead to a tranquil and quiet life. Does that mean there's not noise? Absolutely there's noise because I have five kids. They're rambunctious. They're headstrong. They're hard-headed, they're quite like me, and then they have some of their father mixed in there with their selves as they are emerging. And it's uh, teaching me, as I am even, uh, sometimes you battle your own children. As I am battling them, I'm kind of sitting back. And uh, sometimes in the midst of that battle, I will watch their posture. And I'm explaining to them, your facial expressions is disrespectful. Your posture, you're stumping away what I'm telling you. You're doing what I'm telling you to do, but your posture is disgusting. It's disrespectful to me. So that just kind of made me think that when I kind of calm down and we kind of call it truce and we apologize or pray or I get them a snack, that teaches me that, well, how does God feel or how does our Creator feel when He tells us to do something and we do it with a uh, disgruntled face, with a snarky, sarcastic tone and and uh, poor posture, um, a part of submitting is, uh adoration. He likes to be adored and worship. I spoke about worship before. And a part of worship is kind of to be laid prostrate before him. To let him know that I'm laying down and I am yielding, surrendering completely to you. And so I think all of that silence ties into all of that. So I believe that I'm starting from the ground up. And I am appreciative of it. The highs, the lows, the good, the bad, the ugly. And um, my my goal is to be a wise quiet, tranquil, serene woman. It is a hard road for me because I am a loud, rambunctious, smart, smart mouth woman. And so the older that I'm getting, I'll be 35 this year, I am learning the significance in silence, the solace of silence, if you will. And um, hopefully it did a rub off on some of my children because they are just getting revved up. They're revving up, I'm revving down. So it's it's definitely keeping me humble. And it's definitely teaching me. Silence helps you conserve your energy as well. And you observe better. You observe a lot better. Everything doesn't require a response. If people misunderstand you, let them misunderstand you. If you don't have personal relationship with them, you guys are not in personal relationship, their opinion is their opinion. They're entitled to that. Uh, does their opinion garner me to have a response? Absolutely not. No. It's a waste of energy. And so you can just maintain your serenity and silence a lot of the time and uh you can be silent in public silent socially and you can pray about it within yourself you don't have to even speak those out loud so I'm learning that and I I learned that uh as a reference that popped up in my mind for silent film we still were entertained and we still understood the message that was being conveyed without words and just it was just actions and music and I believe that's like a dimension of worship. It's just actions and music. A lot of the times if you take the words out, that's why we have instrumental worship music. It just kind of teaches you just to feel the music and to feel the moment and, and lift your hands up in the action of surrender and silence. So I'm learning that. Hopefully it'll be perfected. It's not perfected right now. It's not perfected in my parenthood and my motherhood and my womanhood. But hopefully it'll be perfected. And I thank God for blessing me with children so that I can kind of learn and and teach them that as I am learning that myself. And even when it's noisy in my home and even when it's noisy in life, I can still appreciate the silence. Okay, so this is Humble Dame coming to you guys. Oh, I wanted to read you guys one quote. Uh, Before I go, it says, within you there is a stillness and a sanctuary to which you can retreat at any time and be yourself. That's by Herman Hesse. And so I just wanted to leave you guys with that. It's the stillness in the sanctuary within the silence within you. Uh, You kind of confine serenity. And that's in, uh, it comes through submitting and surrendering and honoring authority and, and just submitting each moment to God. Sometimes it's best just to have a quiet answer, turn away, ref. And so I would like to repent and confess of harsh words that I know that I have said. I beautifully say harsh words which is quite ignorant. I get that. I'm um, Again, I'm not blaming Detroit, but it's just the culture in which I grew up in uh, that was revered. Oh, you know, she a clap. Well, they call it clap back and now, but we used to call it cussing you out or we'll let you know about yourself or bless you out. And I don't really find that becoming, not, not even within myself. I don't even find it becoming when I'm doing it. It's just a terrible habit. And it's a terrible waste of energy. So hopefully I'll the, the more silent and submissive I become, The more serene I'll become and the more I'm able to learn how to properly honor authority. It says the promise is that I will live a tranquil and quiet life. And so that's my goal. Okay, so you guys have a wonderful day. This is a wonderful evening and a wonderful weekend. This is Humble Dame coming to you guys. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful night. Bye.